0: Ladies and gentlemen, the All-Star break is over. It is the second half of the MLB season with a full betting slate today. It is July 22nd. It is Parlay Friday. We are live on the Spotlight Sports Network. Welcome to the show. My co-host, Anthony Saccone. No guest today. And how we feeling? I know you're not like crazy about the slate today, but uh, how we feeling? How we getting started? Like what's going on?
1: Yeah, not crazy about the slate today. It was, you know, it was a little tough looking at some things, but you know, of course we figured out because it's Parlay Friday. That's what we do. But we're coming off a ridiculous week. That's how you start the first or the second Parlay Friday episode on the now Spotlight Sports Network. I mean, we were hot last week. All the parlays were hitting. Bets were hot. locked on that Friday night. So let's hot. keep it. Going. Let's Your keep- boy,
0: your boy Judge stopped us from a perfect night.
1: He did, and I was at that game. That was unfortunate. They lost that game, but we yeah, came back. Your
0: boy, Judge, stopped us from the coveted perfect night where we hit all our parlays and our best bets, mm-hmm. but that's okay. It's fine because this week we're back. But before we begin, let's talk a little all-star, yeah. all-star game. Um, first of all, the uniforms. Aren't the uniforms supposed to be – so. Well, we have a lot of problems here. So first of all, uniforms. aren't the uniforms supposed to be themed to the team that hosts – When did the Dodgers, the Dodgers don't have gold in their uniform. Like what happened? Why was everything just black and gold and white and gold?
1: I mean, they did, they were nice jerseys Do not get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that the jerseys were ugly, but you're hundred percent right. I mean, years ago in Miami, we had, you know, you had the Marlins colors. Those looked awesome in the American and national league all-star jerseys. And, but yeah, I mean, they've been doing it all along the MLB. They just have been switching things up lately. The jerseys did look really good. Don't get me wrong, but. There's no black and gold in the LA Dodgers uniforms. There's not, not even close.
0: No, not even close. And then I, I didn't like the, the AL uniforms. I, I thought it was, I thought the, the black and gold, I thought it was more of like a gray than a black. Like it was like a dark gray. I don't know. It looked weird to me. I just, what happened to the jerk? Like I liked the jerseys that just said American and national. Yes. On them back in the day that they wore for the Derby. And like, like, cause I feel like even next year, they have a, a sick opportunity next year with Seattle. Like Seattle's uniforms are, are sick. They have sick opportunity with the colors, and I just feel like they're going to drop the ball. Like I just – I don't know, man.
1: Well, so my biggest beef is all these years, we besides last year, but all these years we've seen during the Home Run Derby, the contestants, they wear their American and their national jerseys, and we see their name on the back of their jerseys. And the coolest thing ever is during the All-Star Game when the teams or the players wear their respective team jerseys. How cool is it when you see if it's an American League team that's hosting the All-Star Game, say back in Minnesota whatever, you have Jeter at shortstop and then like a Red Sox at second base or an Astro at third base. I want to see the teams or the players in their regular home jerseys. I want to see the Yankees pinstripes. I don't want to see every player in the same jersey, but it says New York or Boston on the front. But they're still wearing the same colors. When you have a replacement, I can't really even tell who is who. Why does the MLB have to change things that have worked for so long? They did it last All-Star game a year ago. I believe it was Colorado last year where they had – uh during the Home Run Derby, Alonzo was wearing his Mets jersey. Like, no, put him in the National League jersey, and then during the All-Star game, I want to see – Every individual team jersey out on that field at the same time. It's baseball. It's not basketball. You're not playing five on five where you're getting confused and you're throwing the ball to the wrong guy. Like you know, when you feel the ball at shortstop, you throw him to the first baseman. I don't care what he's wearing. So I that is by far my biggest beef with the last two all-star games. I want to see the team's jerseys in the all-star game and not the, everybody wearing the, the same thing.
0: Right. No, I I agree with I agree with that too. And I, I think like everybody, everybody wearing the same thing is great for the Derby. Like they used to have. Yeah. But, but now it's like, all right, now we're, it's just weird, man. Like this weird, they doing weird things, There's weird stuff going on with that. They don't know what they're doing is how I feel about it. Um, now Stanton wins MVP, he impales a baseball, whatever. We know that game itself. I mean, the game's okay. I like the mic'd up stuff. I like Manoa mic'd up, like Cortez mic'd up. The mic'd up stuff is great mm-hmm. for stuff like that. Yes, um, but let's get it. And, and also Julio Rodriguez at the Derby. Like that guy is a stud. He's 21. He's going to be just an absolute stud. guy is the next star. He's going to probably be 30, 30. Well, he's definitely gonna be 30, 30 this year. If he goes bananas with the home runs, he could be 40, 40. Um, but honestly, like that guy next year, like you got to center the event around that guy next year in Seattle. I don't know why you would not be doing that. The MLB will find a way to screw that up. Their marketing is terrible. Mm. We just need to talk to them about it. Now, let's move on to here. Everybody's wondering, Juan Soto's getting traded. Yeah. You're a Yankee fan. Obviously, you want him. I want him as a Mets fan. But, like, what is what are you willing to give up for Juan Soto? He's 23.
1: He's 23. So, the thing is, from a Yankees perspective, it's like, if you get Soto, then you say goodbye to Judge. Like, there's no way you can pay both Soto and Judge. You but- can, you're the Yankees. You, you would think that, but they're, they're already having trouble paying Judge, never mind paying Soto on top of that. I mean, if you're the Yankees, though, your window is right now, it is not getting any wider. It's not getting any – like, it's going to get smaller from here on out, I should say, but it's never going to be as big as it is right now. If you want to really, really say that you're the team and you want to go for it, then every anything's on the table for Soto. From a Yankee perspective, I mean, the Mets are the same exact way, but the Yankees' window, this is their best opportunity right now, especially if you lose Judge next year.
0: Yeah, I, I. That's that's true. The Yankees window, they they need to like imagine that outfield: Stanton, Stanton, Judge, Soto, Soto it's and ridiculous. then like you you'd probably, <laughs> and then Matt Carpenter. But that, that's ridiculous. Now, from I just think there's only there's only a few teams that could really. You don't want it like because so the Nationals are asking for. The thing that they're asking for that's weird to me. Is that not weird, but they're asking for like two major league ready talent, two players mm-hmm. that are major league ready talent, and then top prospects, which you're gonna you want the farm for um, but I don't know if it becomes too much for a team to give up. For I know Soto's only 23. I understand that. Yes, great, but I don't know if it becomes too much for a team to look at. Like, remember, I I'll I'll compare this to when uh the Knicks traded for mellow, mm-hmm. The Knicks traded for Melo. And they gave up everything. Like right. they only went what they do? They went to the playoffs once and they lost in the in the second round. But maybe they went to the playoffs twice, but they went to the second they round made, once, Whatever.
1: They made the playoffs a couple times, but they lost in the yeah. second round.
0: But they lost in the second round to the Pacers, whatever. But it's like how much do you when what point does it get to where you give up where you give up a right. bunch of guys and now your team's not nearly as good, even though you have this this stud player?
1: Well, the counter argument to it is if you win the World Series, it doesn't matter. You don't care. Then it, it was a great trade. So especially for the Yankees' perspective, you get Soto this year and you win the World Series and you say goodbye to whoever at the end of the year, that is a successful trade. Yes, you mortgage your future, but the whole point is to win and to win now. That's, I mean, when the Cubs got a role to Chapman and they gave up Gleyber Torres, their future shortstop or second baseman, whatever you want to say, people look back at it if you're a, Cub, a Cubs fan or from a Cubs point of view. It's like, all right, maybe now the trade doesn't look so good, but you won the World Series that year, so it was a good trade. So if a team that gets Soto, they go on, they win, it's a good trade.
0: The thing is, yeah, if you win the World Series, it's a good trade. Yes. But what if you win the – even? but is it still a good trade if you win the World Series and you don't sign them to a huge contract in two years?
1: Depends on the team, yes. Because, I mean, you get money, you get revenue, you get everything from winning the World Series. You become the top dogs. I mean, yeah, I still think it's successful, 100%. All
0: right. I mean, I want the Mets to package – I saw a terrible, like people, people come up with dumb trade ideas. They're like, they're, they're like the trade packages were centered around like Dom Smith and JD Davis. And I was like, what, who right. would want either of those? Like, why would the nationals want those guys yeah. for one? Dom Smith's hitting one eighty nine with no home runs. He hasn't had a home run since last July. JD Davis is like a situational pinch hitter. I, I mean, why would that be the center of a deal? Like the deal starts with Francisco Alvarez mm-hmm. and probably, I mean, probably Jeff McNeil, and Tyler McGill, unfortunately, I would hate to see those guys go, but I would love that. I would, I would love that for Soto. Yeah, yeah it does. It's, Coach Dante says it depends on the team that gets him. It it depends. It depends on the team that gets him, and it depends on the Nationals. So, before we get into best bets and everything, I think it depends on the Nats in terms of what they're gonna have to make a concession. Right? They're gonna the Nats are gonna either have to say. Listen, we know you want out. So yeah. where we have to like the, the leverage, they lose leverage when they know yeah, he wants
1: that's out. The problem. Right.
0: Right. That's an issue. So it's gonna be something along the lines of how much are we what are we willing to what are we willing to take back from this initial offer? Because you're gonna you're gonna want that's my dog. Sorry everyone. I know we're live. My dog's just he just wants to bark. It's he's a psycho. Um what are the Nats willing to like concede in this deal? So, like, there's gotta be a must-have, and then what they're willing to concede. And the team that gets him, I think the team that gets him, like, yeah, you might not need to win a world series this year, but you have to re-sign Soto and win a World Series sometime in the next three years. No, because you're trading the farm.
1: Right. So what well,
0: right. well, If you win it. the World
1: Series this year and then he goes, then it's still successful. For for me at least, that's what I think but I don't I, know if
0: it's still successful though. Cause you traded the more, like I get it. One world series as a Mets fan. I, they've never won a world series in my life. I've watched them lose twice Yeah, Maybe I would consider it successful, but then I got to go through what? Like 10 years of misery.
1: Give me, give me the win. Give me the, give me the ring. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like they're not sweating it. They traded everything. They got Brady and they, they're living in it right now. And I mean, they re him, but still you get the one, you get the one ring. And I mean, life. It's life changing for for a franchise.
0: They're gonna rebuild the farm system basically with trading oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you, I guess, yeah, if you win a world series, I just don't know if one world series and then giving up the next ten years of your future is worth it. it you gotta resign the guy, bottom Wait, line.
1: That's you, you also say you've given up the rest of your future, but you don't how many times do say you get four prospects for Soto? You really think all four prospects are gonna pan out? Like I know they're all highly that's true. Happy. There's going to be like maybe maybe one or two that are going to be like, damn, I wish we still had him. But besides that, and you get the World Series, it's like you're not really risking completely your future. But, yeah, you are giving up definitely a franchise cornerstone
0: potentially. but That's true. That's why I keep saying the Mets should trade Alvarez for Wilson Contreras. And it was like,
1: why would you trade this level of
0: prospect? I was like, first of all, Contreras is the best catcher in baseball. I don't want to hear about Will Smith and JT Real Muto. Contreras is the best catcher in baseball. That's just look at the numbers, factual, the the Mets, the Mets trading Alvarez for a guy like Wilson Contreras solves two things. One, a bat, because everyone's like, oh, they just need a DH. Okay, but there's not really many available out there. And then now you have a good catcher and a bat. You solve two problems instead of having an automatic out and like mediocre defensive catchers. And the thing is, you can't bring Alvarez up. They're like, oh, then just bring Alvarez up. You're not going to bring Alvarez up in the middle of a pennant race when he's a rookie that has to deal with a veteran pitching staff, right? Because you have the Grom's coming back. You have Scherzer. You got guys like Bassett. You got guys like Carrasco, Ty Walker. That's hard to handle. You want a veteran catcher in place. That Yeah, maybe you want to bring him up to be the DH, but then what you're stunting his growth as a catcher. I want to trade him. I want to get Contreras. And then guess what? Uncle Stevie Cohen's got some money. So let's... We could figure out re-signing the guy. Um, anyway, let's move into why everyone's here. It's Parlay Friday. We're making some bets. It's a rough slate because we're coming off. Keep in mind today, everybody who's watching right now or listening. Keep in mind if you're betting on baseball today, it's tough to go off of numbers that have been and trends over the last two weeks. When guys go on the the, the All Star break, they've had a week off. Things are going to change. It's probably going to be a little slow out of the gate under is probably pretty good today some nerfies probably pretty good today um there's going to be a lot of stuff that's different with uh people with people having this long layoff so it's a tough slate today and let's start with you what are you uh looking at here
1: yeah so for best bet again we're i love just looking for value in these bets so the Phillies are like minus they're minus 120 i believe on the money line last i checked But for the first five, they're plus 100. So we're going Phillies first five at plus 100, plus money, can't beat it. Kyle Gibson's on the mound coming off his best start of the year where he went toe-to-toe with Sandy Alcantara last Friday night, giving up just one run in six innings and four-hit baseball. And he's taking on Justin Steele and this Cubs team that are – they're a mediocre team, Justin Steele, a 4.15 ERA. So the value definitely is in play here with the Phillies at plus money and at home in the first five, so that's why I'm going Phillies plus 100 first five tonight.
0: That's good value right there. First five. I also think it's good value because the Phillies, the Phillies are actually there. I have a full game of them in my parlay. Spoiler alert. Um, They're facing a lefty in Justin Steele who like analytically his stuff looks good, but the Phillies are ninth in the league against lefties. Kyle Gibson. He had a really bad June. He had a really good start. His, his last time out. Um, So I think he's going to – I don't even think the Cubs are really that great. Their lineup's not that good. They've been hitting lately, kind of, but against the Mets, they really didn't do anything. So I just – I like Kyle Gibson better than I like Justin Steele, and I like the Phillies lineup better. Even without Harper, I like the Phillies lineup. Like They still have Schwarber. They still have Castellanos. I mean, Real Muto's having a down year, but they still have him. They Boehm, Hoskins. They have guys that can hit. They just have a bunch of DHs all over the field. They can't play defense worth a lick. They have a bunch of DHs all over the field. Let's see. We got some comments here, Coach Dante. I'm a diehard Astros fan. Great series between our two teams. But great, I mean Yankees, <laughs> Yankee. I mean the Yankees. The Astros, not for the Yanks. Yeah, the
1: Astros, man. They're they're so good. They're a wagon. They're oh, so just. They're, whoever, whoever they pitch, they just turn them into a stud. Like they you and I will have like a sub three ERA easily. They're, they're so, it's ridiculous. They're great. It's, like
0: it's unbelievable. And then Kyle Kyle Gibson is a thorn in my Astros. Side that dude always pitches very good against the Astros, capable of pitching it. Yeah, he is he, Kyle Gibson freaks me out because sinker he doesn't ball. he doesn't strike a lot of guys out, yeah. but he throws a sinker and like teams have trouble lifting the baseball. Yeah. So I think Cubs are gonna run into some trouble with that tonight. My best bet, a little out of the box here. Um, it's weird to call this a best bet. I'm doing the Giants first five plus a half. This is at minus 122. So Giants have Logan Webb going on the bump tonight he we know he's really good another sinker baller guy throws like bowling balls at like 93 um he's got a 293 era he's been great all year giants are seventh in the mlb against left-handed pitching they're facing tyler anderson tonight for the dodgers who's been very good but i like the giants in this scenario for the first five and i get i'm getting the tie so if it's a tie I win this bet with the plus a half. So give me the Giants first five plus a half. That's minus one twenty-two. That's what I'm going with here.
1: I like that. I mean, I do have a little something coming up on that game later for my parley Friday, of course. But I do like that bet. Logan Webb is good. Giants, like I said about Houston, they're just another organization that they just they see something in a certain pitcher. They bring him in when he struggles in another team. They bring him in, they change him around and they turn them into studs. Logan Webb, he has been Really good this year. So I like him and Alex Cobb, another guy that they kind of really turned around from the Angels from a season ago. But I, I like this Giants team and I like that bet. So first five and you get the tie too, very likely going up against Tyler Anderson. Gonna be gonna be an interesting matchup for sure. I mean,
0: Tyler Anderson's been good, but but the the Giants clearly do better against lefties. I they're like these teams, the teams I'm looking at like teams like the Giants and like the White Sox, the splits are like insane. Cardinals too, like where they they really hit lefties well, but they can't hit righties. I don't know. I don't even really know why. Uh, whatever. I, and they just have these guys that it, it's weird the 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 way the, the splits are. Maybe it's just seeing the ball better. It's you know baseball is just tough sport. You know? And it's weird because like I when you're facing lefties, like the ball's moving more. Like lefties don't throw the ball straight. Like they're always got that little that little arm side run on it. It's it, so I don't know why they hit lefties better than they hit righties. But they do, so I I like this here, and I'm only first five. Like the Dodgers could come back later in this game and just demolish. So we're just gonna avoid that. So give me a tie after five. Like I'm great minus one twenty two, and now is the moment we've all been waiting for. It's Parlay Friday, so mm-hmm. Parlay time on the show. Anthony, what do you have today, sir?
1: All right, let's get it going. Second half of the season, so we're calling it start the second half hot parlay. Get these odds at plus 450. Kicking things off with the Brewers' first five. We're not overthinking this. Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball, absolute stud, taking on the Rockies, and Antonio Sensatella. Sensatella's ERA approaching a five. He's at a 4.95. So the Brewers at home should come out. The beer makers should be hitting in the first five. Burns should be doing what he does, and that's shutting down the Rockies in the first five. So we're not even going to overthink that. Moving on, we have the Dodgers, as previously mentioned. But this time on the money line, they're on a 10-game home win streak. I'd rather stand and ride the win train than stand in front of it and get hit by it. So I'm going to ride the win train there. 10 games in a row at home. And Tyler Anderson, a 2.96 ERA. He's been pretty solid this year taking on the Giants. And the Giants defense last night had just – those five balls in the outfield, they just looked atrocious on. And then lastly, (laughs) the riskiest bet, Rangers Athletics over 7.5. We got Spencer Howard. Taking on Cole Irvin. Spencer Howard, he has a 6.97 ERA in 20 innings pitched this season, and he's given up eight home runs in those 20 innings. So the Athletics, I know they're not the greatest lineup, but if they could run into a couple. And then Cole Irvin, he's a decent starter, but the Rangers, they're solid against lefties. So Cole Irvin, a lefty. We need the Rangers to score a couple runs, and then you mix in the A's with a few there. Over seven and a half, you get these odds at plus 450.
0: Okay. I don't, I don't, I like most of that. Um. Yeah, his ERA is that's a bad ERA. It's really Eight bad. This, it's bad, but it's the A's. Have you seen the A's lineup? I have, but they're Here's leaders. my only reservation about that over. It's in Oakland. A lot of foul territory in Oakland. Big ballpark.
1: Big ballpark. Get one in the gap. Start running. But
0: also, but like, and and also that the A's just are a triple A team. They are a triple A team. That's what what the A's are. But. I'm not saying it can't happen. I think the Rangers are going to light up Cole Irvin, but yeah, I think the Rangers is going to definitely. They're going to. I think they're going to light up Cole Irvin. I'm more really worried about the A's scoring runs, even though Spencer Howard is god awful. So, all right, I, I can see where you're going with this. I like, I like it. I like where we're going with this. I'm in some of these games as well. I'm calling mine. We're back and better than ever. Parlay plus five thirty-seven. We're gonna start. We got Phillies money line. Raise money line, Rangers money line. All right. So this is a scenario where I'm keeping it simple. Everyone's back from break might start a little bit slow offensively, but in the end, I think the better teams win these games. So Phillies get Justin Steele from the Cubs. They're ninth in the MLB against left-handed pitching. Even without Harper, I love them tonight. So let's go Phillies at home for leg one. We've already talked about Kyle Gibson. The, the Phillies are a better team than the Cubs even without Bryce Harper. It really doesn't matter. The Phillies bullpen also has been very good since they fired Girardi. I don't know what happened. I don't know what they I don't know what they put in the I don't know what they put in the in the sauce when Girardi left, but the Phillies bullpen's been a lot better. So we're going Phillies money line game one. Well leg one. Leg two, Ray's money line. This is weird, right? Brad Keller's going for the for the uh, Royals tonight. He's not very good. You got Drew Rasmussen going for the Rays. The Rays were actually underdogs when I looked earlier. They're minus 104. The Royals minus 112. That line makes no sense. Sounds like a trap. But guess what? The, The Royals stink. The Rays are a way better team than the Royals. I'll take the value. Give me the Rays on the money line. I just think they're a better team. Better teams win games like this. And then finally... Rangers on the money line. The Rangers are top 10 in baseball against left-handed pitching. Okay? That's why I like them tonight. They are, they are top 10 in baseball against left-handed pitching. I believe they're about in the 7th or 8th range. Doesn't matter. Their lineup is way better than the A's lineup. I know Spencer Howard stinks, but I like the Rangers against Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin has not been bad this year, as Coach Dante said, but the Rangers lineup has been a lot better, especially in July I will take the Rangers because I think if the Rangers get up early, even with Spencer Howard on the book, you got to take this into account too. The Rangers bullpen is pretty good; it's not a bad bullpen. They're like they're in the top half of the league bullpen wise. If the Rangers get ahead early in this one, the A's aren't going to be able to keep up with them scoring, even though Spencer Howard is is terrible. So, to recap: Phillies money line, raise money line, Rangers money line plus five thirty seven. That's what I'm rolling with tonight, sir. You know we could win all these bets the same, by the way. Like you could still Absolutely. hit the over in this game.
1: Oh yeah, you could still we hit the Phillies in the first five. Phillies to win it after nine. Then we, of course, we need a lot of runs in this Rangers game, and then the Rangers. Rangers you don't even 10, need.
0: You don't even need that many runs. You need just like a couple dingers here and there. We'll get that.
1: We'll get to eight
0: or whatever. You need
1: eight. You have seven and a half was the eight. over. And the thing I like is the line started at seven yesterday, so it's working in our favor. So I grabbed it at seven and a half because it went up the, the half a run overnight. So the odds are, hopefully the books are seeing that there could be, they're like, wait, we set the spread at seven and Spencer how it's thrown. So that's what I'm hoping the books are thinking. And then I do like your race pick. Cause I was looking at that line overnight. And then this morning too, that thing moved heavily for the race. So where'd it I, go for you and in your, in your, you, and you should you said, no, you,
0: but I'm saying where, where'd it move? What it moved to.
1: I, I don't have the exact numbers. I mean, so but let's it, look,
0: let, let's look. Cause I the thing is,
1: the Royals were like minus. The Royals were minus, and then I looked this morning. The I had the Royals a plus one ten on one of my one of my. Oh actors. wow,
0: that's moving a lot. Let's I mean, see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I mean, look right now because the thing is too. Everyone who's who's paying attention, who's watching right now, here's a baseball betting tip for you. If you wait till lineups come out. To make your bets you're gonna lose a, a ton of value the lineups don't matter you have to check you you get the best lines early in the morning i'm talking like pre-10 a.m you get great lines so yeah right now the raise went from minus 104 to minus
1: 130 right and plus 110 right now for the Royals. Plus 110
0: for the royal so i got so basically think about this at 7 a.m this i mean maybe i'm a degenerate because i'm looking at 7 a.m i don't care all right this is what we're doing 7 a.m the Rays were minus 104, and that line has moved all the way to minus 130. So you grab this stuff early. That is a baseball betting tip for anybody who's paying attention. Grab your lines early when you do your research. If you see a line like that that looks out of whack, you hammer it then. So Also, I will be at Mets Padres tonight. Um, taking my dad to the game was his Father's Day gift. Um, so I am 2-0 so far this year on betting, going to the game and betting – the Nerfy live Nerfy. So tonight I will be doing the Nerfy in that game that is at minus 138. It's Darvish versus Scherzer. I have to do it. I'll be doing it not like live, like IG live, like I'll be recording my stuff and I'll post a video probably over the weekend on the Nerfy experience at the Mets game. So, yes, Key, we play, play FanDuel. Yeah, all on FanDuel. Um, I mean, Fandle's the best app, in my opinion. I don't really love DraftKings. Uh, PointsBet's pretty good. They have some good options. Barstool's pretty good, but they don't really have, I don't know, Barstool's weird. They just give you money a lot of the time, which is cool, but I don't really use it. I use Fandle. Fandle's my, my one. What do you What do you like?
1: I've been on DraftKings. I mean, I have Caesars just because I, when New York came out, I just i downloaded the app on the first day. I downloaded all the apps, but I've been fading out Caesars a lot over the past couple of weeks. But DraftKings has been, and of course, Fandle have been the top one and two, so.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're going to – yeah, no, I don't like DraftKings either. He, he knows what I'm saying. I don't like – I don't know why I don't like DraftKings. DraftKings has like some some cool stuff with the – you could bet a team total over under for the first five innings. If you wanted to, Um. that's about it. That's the only thing I would ever use that app for. But, um. you know, whatever it is. So, everyone, thank you for joining us. Shout out again to the Spotlight Sports Network as we are live. Don't forget to follow – us on Spotify for the podcast, YouTube for this live show, Twitter. We don't have an Instagram yet. We got to work on that, but that's okay. So YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to Parlay Friday. Also, it's parlayfriday.com. We have merch dropping. We got some new new shirts that we have dropped on there as well. I got a new one today, which is pretty, pretty solid. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. Thank you for watching everybody. Remember if you want to be a man at night, you got to be a man in the morning and we'll see you next week.